Welcome to the Daily Naked Pair Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name's Chad Ratliff. As usual, I am your host, but not as usual. We have an expert on the show today who I'm very, very excited to speak with. Her name is Dr. Irina Shurov, and she is a nutritional neuroscientist and healthy brain solution expert with over 20 years of experience in science and health providing solutions and services. Her focus, which I'm so excited about, is on children with ASD and related neurological conditions by addressing the connection between the gut and the brain and also detoxifying and nourishing and resetting the whole body biochemical balance. So stay with us because I know you're as excited as I am, but welcome to the show, Dr. Shurov. How are you today? Thank you for inviting. I'm really well looking forward to uh, our chat and uh, obviously uh, expressing my uh, interest and knowledge and my uh, experience to your audience. Yeah, we're so grateful that you take the time with us. Uh, maybe you could start by telling us when your passion for this field, what brought your passion for this particular area? Well, this is always a very good question. Why we start? I mean, I've been trained as a, a scientist. I wanted to be actually a pediatrician when I was young, but it just happened that I went to science rather than to medical school. And uh, so made my sort of uh, way to holistic pediatrician a very wavy and uh, long way. So, yes, I've studied uh, biology, neuroscience, and uh, always wanted to help children to feel better because I always thought they cry, they can't explain. We need to understand them better. So I was fascinated about psychology. But obviously, it's all happening when you become a parent. And when you become a parent, the children not well, and the medical professionals can't explain sometimes why they feel so and how exactly we can help them. So my youngest had some issues, not neurological so, but she had a lots of skin issues which were related to other sort of problems in the body and nobody can explain. They just, oh, try this and try this. I said, well, my child is not guinea pig. I want to understand why I should try it and what I need to expect and why should it work. So Luckily, because I was a scientist, I was able to go and read and understand what this particular cream or product or medication could do to my child and why should I try it. So the more I was going deep into it, I realized it's really not the way I would like my child to be treated because nobody knows how it's going to impact the other systems. So symptoms might be softened or go away, but the longer term, you know, we can't guarantee it's, it's a good and safe product. 
So we looked at different approaches and found the solution. So I thought, well, if I can help my child, I can help others' children. So I started to practice it little by little. But when I um, sort of discovered the world of nutrition for myself, and realize that gut is the second brain and how it's connected to the, our main brain, you know, there is a whole field changed. And what's happened actually that one of my best friend had a child with autism at this point, and it wasn't too much information available. We lived in UK at that point. And I just started to navigate her a little bit. Why you don't try this? Maybe this might help. And uh, one day, uh, her four and a half years old little daughter was sitting and rocking and sucking thumb, you know, how that's happening. Non-verbal, no eye contact, was kind of saliva dripping always. So sweet girl, but there is no connection with the mother. And, you know, the parent was really heartbroken and everything. And we just decided with her, look, let's just change some what she is eating, at least to, at this level. So we just decided to take sugar completely and really bombarded her with the different omegas. You know, like a, not just even like in the cups or something, it's just different plant oils. We just were adding lots of things in the diet. And uh, interestingly, in three and a half months, she just stopped doing that. So she kind of opened eyes and said, Mama. Wow. At this point, it was something really like it turned around inside of me. And I said, well, this is what I would like to do because there is like a huge unknown potential and there is so much can be done about it where you know at that point it was about 10 years ago uh, or even more the girl now is just 16 years old beautiful young lady it's just a uh, opening like pandora box it's something you say wow and yeah. it's huge uh, relocated from UK to Switzerland, I've started my own consultation. This is what I'm focusing on because I think I can bring lots of experience from different angles, what I studied, what I practiced, the different projects I've been working now to sort of umbrella how to translate science to the real practical tools where the parents and other people need it now and today rather than, you know, there's some kind of research going on in the closed labs and we're waiting and waiting for years until it's published and then published again and, uh, you know, going through the lots of different regulations. But we're talking about simple things which make sense and also can be demonstrated. They can be helpful to us and our children. Amazing. I speak for a lot of our listeners because I am, as a father of seven and two with special needs, I'm the target that the show tries to reach. And when you say that you introduce something new to somebody and they go from sucking on their thumb to saying, mama, the thing that goes through my head is how do I do that for my child? I want a connection with my son. I, you know, it's 12 years and I don't know if he's happy or if he's, you know, not happy. I don't know if he loves me or even knows who I am. You know, how do we start on this journey for, for our, our children when we have no idea up from down? Yeah, I think it's a very good question. And of course, you know, some parents uh, would say, you know, I probably tried something like that and it didn't impact my child. 
I have to say, every case is very individual. That's why autism is such a broad spectrum. It's always multifactorial. So we really need to understand where that's coming from. You know, even it's called the same, the roots can be very different. And it's never one root, that's for sure. And what I also can say, we just can't blame our genetic uh, material anymore. So because we know we also can influence that. There is some genetic factor, but in some cases, very small, in some cases, a little bit more. But we also can influence that. It's called actually epigenetics. So with the factors around us, we can influence how genetic material actually expressed. So we literally now can silence some genes and we can activate or speak other genes, you know. So that's how we understand a lot now about how our body and brain functioning. And another thing to understand that brain is a part of the whole body. It's not just a part, separate part, like we used to think. You know, when I was studying a long time ago neuroscience, so we were considered the brain is like a main separate organ, but it's not. It's all interconnected. And if your body don't detox properly, your brain would, wouldn't detox properly. If you not nourish your body, you n- will not nourish your brain. You know, it's all very much depend each other. So what I would say, if you really want to start, you know, be sort of a little bit more proactive and see how exactly you can help your child, we really need to sit down and understand where that root's coming from. I always uh, start to ask about uh, mother's health, the pregnancy, maybe there is a, some situation. What could influence already your uh, baby in utero? So when the baby born, so the mother's body is so important. It's like a cradle. So, and we need to prepare this cradle before even, you know, starting thinking about the child because we're now living in a, let's admit, like in a toxic soup. The soil is a little bit toxic, the air, the water. And of course, it's not something we can control a lot. But to some degree, we can, at least like, for example, filtering water from your tap. We can do that, yes? Maybe have some kind of air filters or uh, things like that. So we can control to some degree. But the fact is that our body, before we start to conceive a child, already have lots of toxins. And the toxins have a tendency to accumulate from generation to generation. And of course, it's more sort of impactful on the female side. I don't exclude the fathers as well. They also, you know, you're also playing a very important role. But obviously, the mother is sort of a main source of sort of circulating and feeding good stuff, but also possibly toxins. And what people don't realize during the pregnancy, if our body is toxic, and there is lots of research here I can share with your audience if there is such demand. So it's been shown that we actually bind the toxins in the baby. So our female body using is our baby in utero like a, a rubbish bin. So the scientists were measured in the umbilical cord about 300 different toxins, including Tiflon, BPA, all this kind of nasty stuff which we get from our environment, from our household, from the chemicals we use for cleaning and uh, applying to our skin and et cetera, et cetera. So it's all there, So, but we don't realize the things. Nobody give the girls in the school this information. 
We can't, in very sort of innocent view, how we should set up the family. We meet the person we fell in love and we start the family, you know? But there is so much, it's like in a puzzle, there is so much important information we need to put in place in order to produce and take care of our children. It's like a plant, isn't it? So we put like a little seed in the soil, and if soil is clean, is fertilized properly, there is no parasites and etc. right acidity, right amount of water is coming and things like that. Then your plants to start to sprout and you have a little shoot and it starts to grow. And it's up to us to nourish it. So because it should become stronger. So the wind is coming, the snow is coming and things like that. So it should grow strong and we can sort of nourish it in the right way. We can uh, speak about children, but very often we think, okay, so the child is there. Now we're looking, they need to be independent. They need to be uh, studying really well. They need to be confident about themselves. It's like, a, you know, dreaming about apples on an apple tree without nourishing the apple tree as a plant, you know? Yeah. So it's a little bit, you know, further goal, but we need to start with a small seed first. So it's a step-by-step. So if we want to help our children, like your son, for example, so we really need to go take time and go back and see what was missing. Maybe something missing, maybe something not quite functioning. Maybe there is some little blockages in his body we need to address in the right way, in the right order, in order him to release the toxins, to release the energy flow in the right way, to make sure he has all the sort of functional biochemicals in the right concentration floating in his body, in the brain. And little by little, he will improve. I can't say we can achieve complete maybe release of symptoms, but what I know for sure, in every case, we can improve. It can be 5%, it can be 25%, it can be 95%. You know, lots of parents say, you know, uh, we're here because our children are different, but they're so talented. And this is the whole idea, to take away the pain that they can open up and show us talents. You know, we I've got association here, in Switzerland called stars because we think that every child is a little star. So let them shine. Also, you probably recognize sometimes children, they don't feel well. They're so sensitive. They're a little bit afraid. They're very vulnerable. They have uh, lots of tummy pain sometimes. They've got skin conditions. You know, this something holding them back for releasing their full potential. Wow, that's amazing. Is there like a guide for this kind of journey for a parent? Is there a professional guide that a parent can go link up with and hire to help explore this kind of path that you're referring to? Because it's kind of a little bit overwhelming to think about, you know, Mm. I thought of 20 things from the pregnancy, (laughs) you know, so. I'm sure. So first of all, I think there is a now better understanding this is a sort of a functional issue. And there is a, especially in the US, there is like a whole movement of so functional medical doctors who might be helpful in order to, uh, you know, navigate you better. 
So and set up certain maybe additional tests if child needs like to see his level of detoxification, the level of uh, microbiome, the, the dysbiosis the children might uh, experience, the heavy metal uh, level and things like that. That's what you know, interfering in the basic biochemistry, neurotransmitters, making machine and things like that. So that's uh, definitely can be planned and explored. I mean, the people can contact me directly. I also can uh, give a consultation and we can set up individual plan. What is also important, I think, for parents needs to understand to make a sustainable changes, they need to start with themselves. And because you're a parent in this situation, it's a fantastic opportunity to share that information. With my colleague, we've started the program which calls Rebalance Child with the neurodiversity. And we working with the parents in a small group, it's online uh, program, but we realize that you know parents need to start with themselves. If you don't have a me time, if you're so overwhelmed <laughs> and yeah. tired, so you can't influence in a positive way your child, even you really want. So we've got that sort of a tendency to help, but you need to put it in the right sort of a, a form if you want. And it's always with me. It's like an airplane. You fasten your seatbelt first. So then you start to help your child. Very often parents start with the children because they think this is the priority. You know, I can wait a little bit. I may not sleep. I may not eat. I may be just everything the best for the child, but it's a wrong attitude. So the child really sensitive and feel that kind of environment at home. That's why we're starting with the foundation at home. Where are you in terms of relationships? Where are you in terms of supporting network? Do you have a professional therapist, a family member, friends, somebody else in your environment, in your settings who can support you in this journey? So we really need to address this and build and then to see what kind of help you need as a parent to address this little by little without overwhelming, but really going in the right direction. So this is something we do like for three months, giving the very basics because we, we together we've got more than 30 years of this kind of work. Because my colleague, she's also mother of four children with autism and ADHD and other conditions. So we're bringing that sort of lots of parental and professional help to blend together in order to make very digestible for people start to integrate little changes, starting with ourselves and then it's giving it to children. Because you might want to do really well for your child, your intention is great, but unless you put it in the right kind of structure, if you want, it's not going to achieve the maximum result. So, for example, it's like a, a daylight. So it's a white light. When it's going through the diffraction, you know, it's like a glass pyramid. It's going and you're breaking it and you've got a, like a little rainbow, yeah? So all these colors and rainbow, it's a seven different fundamental things we need to have in place, like a sleep, food, detoxification, relationship, habits. That's kind of thing we need to have in a family in order for child start to change in the right direction. So if you're not sleeping well yourself, 
if you there is a no good habits uh, you follow, so child wouldn't be responsive to your good intention. That's why we, we put that system in place and we really take parents slowly through this program to establish little by little habits, relationship, assess. If you're good in some areas, we move in another areas. But we're working on individual level that you have your own personal goal and you're working on it, you're achieving it and moving further. So it's been very effective this way. So you have your own plan, then you can express it in in family and children really feel this change. So when the parents change their attitudes towards what they would like to achieve from their life, you know, our brain is, maybe it's dumb to say because I'm a neuroscientist, but our brain is very stupid organ. We really need to tell our brain what we want to achieve from our life, where we see ourselves and our children, how we kind of read out what is going on around it. And if we're positive, if we set up the goal and we have the right tools to move towards this goal, magic starts to happen. Amazing. That's perfectly in line with the show in terms of the focus being on the parent. What we didn't, you know, we talk a lot about the parent taking care of themselves for their own well-being so that they can be vibrant and alive and, you know, free from depression and some of these other things that make us not as good of parents, but never really making the connection that if we become a better parent, that that potentially is a solution for unfolding things in our children more just that it, it helps us. That's an amazing, you know, correlation. So you're not only a, a scientist, but you have a practice that is, you know, works with families to set up these three-month plans. Is that what I understand? Yes, I've got my consultation and I'm also doing that online program uh, now for parents, uh, English-speaking parents. And then with the future, we hope to take it to different countries and different languages. So once we've got that kind of settings brought and we start to train other people to do that programs, because there is uh, limitations what we can do, because we try to keep these groups quite small. We've got up to 12 people in a group that we've got that kind of individual, you know, tuning into each parent and each family in each situation. That's when it's working well. So again, I can send you the link for the site and your parents can see what we do and uh, we can set up the free call to understand if it's something uh, might be helpful for your parents. But in my consultation, my sort of a private practice, I really focus on, as I said, and the connection to brains and looking really if how much the gut is involved in disbalance, biochemical disbalance, because we understand so much now that microbial playing such important role for controlling our mind And there is so many different toxins, sort of bacteria and yeast can produce. So then behavior of our children sometimes completely depend on that. So we think they don't behave because they don't want or they can't focus for whatever reason. Sometimes it's just simply because they're full of toxins. And it's been, again, shown by so much research so, I mean, if your child got candida overgrowth, so it means he will feel drunk without drinking. 
because wow. the candida is producing alcohol, ethanol as a part of the uh, fermentation process, but it's just a byproduct of existing that yeast in the gut. So there is uh, other, for example, the bacteria which producing very powerful sort of a neuroparalytic sort of a products, which really like uh, opioids and things like that. Uh, gluten, for example, again, it's an important topic for many people. But why gluten is not uh, a good guy? Because if you've got very weak digestion, what these people now have a lot, again, because the way we live and the environment we live in, so we don't break down very big and bulky proteins like gluten and casein. Casein is a protein coming from dairy products, from milk especially. So we just can't digest it properly. So this undigested molecule called glutamorphins and casomorphins. Morphin because it has an opioid type uh, impact on our body. So these glutamorphins through the leaky gut, going from the gut to the bloodstream and impacting our body and impact the brain, the same way like drugs. So that's why the behavior of our children, this kind of foggy brain, they, they're living in the kind of the capsulated world, so they can't focus, very often impacted by these toxins. So once we clean this, what they eat, and then help them to detox better, lots of things can shift. Again, it depends on the level, but it's definitely an important part. And that's maybe where a good starting point, just to identify what we can take away and what, how we can detox our children so they already, you know, function a little bit better. We also know that there is a Lots of uh, good bacteria producing 50% of serotonin is produced, uh, not 50, 50, uh, 50% of dopamine produced in the gut and 80% of serotonin produced in the gut. So if we want our children have a good uh, level of neurotransmitters, which really important for our body and sleep well, because the serotonin is actually impacting how much melatonin is made during the day. So it's all very interesting. It's amazing. So once you start to give a simply probiotic to your children and introduce uh, fermented foods to the diet, again, there is a shift happening. You know, there is lots of things changing. They are, uh, the picky eating start to change because they start to change the number of receptors recognizing different tastes. Very often, kids now have a sweet receptors overdeveloped because every food they start to be introduced from the weeding, starting with the breast milk actually, has a sweet taste. That we don't eat too much sour, we don't eat too much the spicy food even, and this is very important for development and recognizing different tastes, which are linked to many different functions in our body. So bitter taste is, if you eat bitter food, it's a good food for your liver. Bitterness is very important, and we try to avoid it. Wow. So it, it is fascinating. Are there common problems that you see parents having in trying to achieve a better life for their child, but are there challenges that parent that you see parents having? 
lots of challenges. And I think the lots of information doesn't help. So I think, again, busyness, you know, like we have a busy mind. We're always looking, we're searching. And information is not a problem. It's execution of this information is important. Like of um, somebody said, you know, the knowledge is uh, only potential power. The actual power, it's action. So we really need to start implement this knowledge and see what is working, what is not working for my setting, for my child, for myself. What is something I'm ready to start to implement? Where to start? And having that kind of actionable plan and have your kind of maybe friend or other parents who will help you in this journey is very important. And that's, again, I'm getting back to our program. This is where the parents start to work in a group. So they've got buddy-buddy to discuss it, to share, to support each other. It's so important to have that supportive network of people who will understand because as you know other people sometimes don't understand what you're talking about why your child doesn't behave this way or this way maybe it's just a bad parenting which we understand it's not the case so when you don't spend too much energy explaining these things and you just click with other people it's much easier so you can channel this energy in the right direction it's not something you have to go and explain and again or pretend or try preserve your emotions because somebody don't understand you. No, you channel your energy in order to help yourself and your child in a step-by-step action. But it's action what is missing. And we need to stop procrastinate and start to do something about it. You know, little by little, I'm sure it starts to move in the right way. And sharing that little success and celebrating with someone who appreciates it is also very important. Well, I know that I'm inspired myself, and I know that our listeners must feel the same way. Is there a special moment that stands out for you on this journey that you care to share with our listeners that you've experienced well, there is a uh, lots of aha moments. I think in, when you're working with the children like that, and there is sometimes like a, you know, I always start a day, and I've got free communication with the parents I'm working with, and s- people start to share. Oh, my child had a regular poop uh, for the last week, and that's my maybe our moment for this day. It's amazing, you know, or my child had a good, um, you know, marks in the school. That can be a, a great wow moment. But I think overall, well, you can see the little steps which can be so important for this particular child. It's really um, makes you uh, thinking that you're in the right way and you're doing the right job, which, um, you know, can change lives. And that's what we try to do. So, you know, when you just put the little stone in the water and it start to grow and grow. So sharing that information with you and with your listeners, and then they will share with somebody else. We can make this world happier and our children healthier. I so appreciate you taking the time to share all this with us. Like I said, I, I definitely feel inspired. And I heard you say taking a step-by-step approach to care for our children. And one way that we can start, you know, kind of figuring out what those steps are is by contacting somebody like yourself. 
maybe we can put in our show notes the best way to contact you or uh, links to any sites that you'd recommend them going yes, to. Absolutely. Also good source like the Rico Autism Parenting Summit, I think. I even believe it's maybe starting online for free in September. So again, this is a good uh, maybe starting point where you listen different professionals and other parents and learn from their experience just to see how you can also share that experience and maybe contact people directly. So it's there is lots of sources there. So there is lots of successful stories. People need to understand each journey is different, but there is an important element to find out what is holding back your child's development. There is something happening on emotional or biochemical, physical level, which needs to be like a open. And sometimes we need to go and analyze the milestones and just to see what been missing in a child's uh, sort of development. So in order to help to move forward. Yeah, Dr. Shirov, I, I want to thank you again for taking the time to be with us and would love to have you on the show down the road after you've been on your journey some more and stay connected because I uh, consider you an important part of this family that we're building here. So thank no, you. No, no problems. Thank you very much for listening and I'm looking forward to any further connections. Okay, have a wonderful day. Thank, thank you. you. This concludes our show for today, and I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, and the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes and we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long. So long.